Last time on the creep off. Brilliant. So now we got a huge guy theory and a serial crusher theory. Top notch. What's your name? Australian's favorite, Tucker Dixon. Anyways, Vinny started out the show by making fun of a handicapped man that just needed help wiping his own ass. Whereas Carl's creep was Donald Trump, who's best known for stomping on children and feeding his neighbors with some delicious barbecue. Get your bingo cards ready and let's have a creep off. Tucker, out. Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. A stunner in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer and the Jaguars knock off the Bills. Vomit-inducing thing. Hola, creepos! Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps, by creeps, for you creeps. I'm your host. In some circles, I'm known as the People's Champ. I'm Vinnie Paulino, and this is my co-host. What a fucking creature he is. It's Carl! What is happening, Vinnie Paulino? Good to see you, my friend, even though I'm in my home studio this week as my... Wife is COVID positive. Yes. Or at least COVID pretty sure because it was one of those home tests. So I don't know. Well, you are zooming it into the studio today. So if there's any technical issues or anything, that's I don't think there will be. I don't think there'll be any technical problems today. I think we'll be fine. I do this all the time. Yeah. Honest to God, I feel like very good about this. There's, there's nothing to worry about. So, Vinny, you started off by playing Tucker Dixon's recap, and he did mention <sighs> that we now have the bingo that people can play. People can find that in the Discord, in the Discord channel, the link to that. But also, I have yet another recap from last week that I think is a little bit more fair and balanced, if you ask me. Okay. Hey, everyone. Heart of Electric here with your fair and balanced weekly creep-off recap. Last week, Carl really took one for the team and came in for the show, despite battling a severe case of COVID-19 and hepatitis. Knowing Vinny would likely kill himself if he didn't come in and do the show. Vinny had to avoid the elephant in the room with this week's theme, Creepiest Fatso. Vinny's creep was a frequent flyer that couldn't get an upgrade to first class, was more accustomed to the first class service. In the end, great news, the airline gave him his money back. Carl's creep, starting his creepy ways at the age of 7 with an attempted murder, then a terrible outdoor rape at 13. As his creep grew older and larger, his crimes grew worse. Plus, he started impersonating police, and that's a federal crime. It got worse from there, but Carl won this one with the impersonating of an officer and the outdoor rape. That's heinous. Cardiff out. Everyone knows Carl prefers his rape indoors. Everyone knows it. I Cardiff just said that Carl won last week. Is that true, Vinny? What does the vote look like? That. It looks yeah. like you won. That's right. You won. Congratulations. Well, believe me, it is on my end. Right. USA, I won by two votes. 
I had 50.4% of the vote. Thank you to all the Cousaroos out there for voting me the victor. And that means that I'm up one nothing on this round of the creep off. Yeah, lucky me. Speaking of being up, when are you going to be doing your consequences? You need to go to the store and do your seven-second porn challenge. And then yeah. we need to be treated to a, a couple hours at least Someone of Carl Hamburger. Yeah, somebody sent me. There is a way to turn yourself into a hamburger. So there's some software I need to install, but someone gave me something to look into. So I'll check that out. Do you have you started working on the Carl Hamburger voice? No, I haven't even thought about the Carl Hamburger voice yet. Is he just going to sound like you? I don't hey, know, everybody. Man. It's Carl. No, I I, I want to go for Banana Docs because that one's the. I like when uh, Sean, the audio engineer, does Banana Docs. Oh, I want to go with something like that because that's fun. But we'll see. I got to think about it. Okay. Okay. I still do porn channels. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here, but hey. Could you just do something? I, I know. I need to just do something. I, I totally agree. But before I go and do my consequences, I have to give you my creep this week. And we have a theme. That's going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be a lot of fun. We kind of bounced around some different ideas. Where do we land on? Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, we are going to expose the Hollywood elite. That's the right. Worst of the worst. The creepiest Hollywood elite. So many to choose from. But we did say not named Harvey. Yes. Yes. That was the one rule. That was a little too obvious. That was the one that was the low hanging fruit that we have eliminated right away in this week's competition. Correct. So therefore, since you won, let's rumble. Go ahead, Carl. Take it away. Don't mind if I do my creep this week for many reasons that I will lay out for you. The fine listeners of the creep off is a man named Leslie. Leslie Moonves. Ew, it's a girl's Let's name. Ew. It is perhaps the biggest and most stunning fall linked to the Me Too movement so far. Fallout for the Me Too movement. Les Moonves, the longtime chair of CBS, stepped down overnight. More women came forward to accuse him of sexual misconduct. The CEO of CBS, Les Moonves, resigning after new detailed and graphic allegations of sexual assault and misconduct from at least 12 women going back more than 30 years. That's a lot wow. of ladies. Sexual misconduct of a dozen women going back three decades. And I bet you're wondering, who is this Les Moonves character that you speak of, Carl? I've never heard of him. Let me tell you about his resume. Please. His resume includes some of the biggest hits in TV history. From Friends to Survivor, The Amazing Race, NCIS, the Big Bang Theory. One of the greatest TV programmers of all time. He seemed to have this golden touch. You got the touch. You got the power. I just thought it was funny that they, that they said he had a golden touch. Not a good word to use when talking about Les Moonves. That For is true. We are about to get into. And uh, my buddy Brian Seltzerwater over on CNN. Now, he reported that while maybe there were some misdeeds done by Les Moonves, he never used his power to punish women. Moonves says he made mistakes in the past, but he never used his power, uh, misused his power to punish women if, if they rejected his advances. Oh, is that so, Les Moonves? Well, let's hear what uh, Sybil Shepherd has to say about that. 
Actress Sybil Shepard claimed her CBS show Sybil was taken off the air in 1998 after she rejected Moonves's advances. How soon after that then did you find that you were having issues with the series? Of quite shortly afterwards. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Do you mm-hmm. think back to that day and wonder if things had, had gone differently, what would have happened to the show? It would have run another five years. Mm, that sounds so, like sour grapes, Carl. If you're not blowing this guy, your TV show gets canned. And Sybil's not the only one who has a story. So friends ran a long time. Who do you think was blowing them? I think all four. All four of the hot chicks on Matt there. LeBlanc, David Schwimmer, yes. and Matthew Perry. I'm including them all. I hate that you know the names of all the friends actors that quickly off the top of your head. I hate that. I'm sorry. I've never watched an episode of Friends, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, okay. You don't own No, like- I really never watched Friends. I swear to God. <laughs> All right. You know who Bobby Phillips is? Nope. All right. Well, Bobby Phillips is an actress and or an actor. I don't know what the fuck you're supposed to say these days. Let's hear from Bobby Phillips. A new report from the New York Times. Phillips recalls a 1995 incident that she says took place during a meeting in Moonves's office. Uh At the time, he was president of Warner Brothers Television. According to Phillips' recollection, Moonves exposed himself to her, saying, Be my girlfriend, and I'll put you on any show. She says he then grabbed her by the neck, pushed her to her knees, and forced her to perform a sex act. He says they were interrupted by a phone call that allowed her to escape. Sounds like she was saved by the bell. What show did she end up on? Uh, I don't think she ended up on any of those shows because she didn't want to suck the guy off. Uh, What Les's recollection was of that event. I strongly believe that the sexual encounter with Miss Phillips more than 20 years ago was consensual. Oh, when you put up all your clothes in your office, that was consensual. What I really enjoy about that to our statements, like, I truly believe. I truly, I know, right. I think she was into it. I'm pretty darn sure. Like, because you can't, you're not ever going to be found to be lying if you say, I believed or I thought. And it's worse than that. The New York Times published an article in which actress Bobby Phillips alleges that Moonves not only sexually assaulted her in the mid-90s, but is now attempting to bury the allegations. This is November of 2018. Wow. The next month, it was revealed Moonves was involved in paying $9.5 million in a settlement to actress Eliza Dushku, who claimed she was written out of her starring role on the CBS drama Bull as retaliation for reporting sexual harassment by co-star Michael Weatherly. So not only is Les Moonves sexually harassing and assaulting these women, but he's letting all of the other top people at CBS do it as well. And in fact, they don't Michael even- Weatherly is a top person at CBS. Well, all right, but listen listen to this report about the other executives. <laughs> I don't know Michael, Michael Weatherly. <laughs> Letterman got away with a lot of shit for a long time. That's, that's a good point, too. Uh, it wasn't until there was some blackmailing involved that he had to fess up. So, uh, yeah, anyway, this was uh, an interesting report. They found Moonves and about 30 other senior leaders were typically allowed to sidestep anti-harassment training, and some senior people in the news division historically had their assistants complete the training for them. So not only are they harassing women, but they're letting their assistants do the sexual harassment training. Did you uh, complete that? Yeah, of course I did. Go check my files. It's all, all figured out. We're good. In addition to the credible claims of sexual misconduct, it was claimed that Moonves attempted to interfere with the investigation. Allegations of examples include Moonves refusing 
to cooperate with investigators, acting evasive and untruthful towards investigators, deleting hundreds of messages, and listen to this, Vinny, passing off his son's iPad as his own to investigators. This guy plays a lot of Minecraft. Yeah, well, I've just been playing Candy Crush. I don't know what the problem is. What do you think I'm, I'm doing over here as I'm running this company? Let's talk about uh, another one of these victims and her story. One of those women, Phyllis Golden Gottlieb, who worked with Moonves back in the 1980s when they were both executives at Lorimar Television. He said, you want to have lunch? I said, sure. We got into the car, but then I realized it was taking him an awful long time. And finally, I turned my head and he grabbed my head and pushed it all the way down into his penis and, and pushed his penis into my mouth. I said, just take me back. But it was horrible. It was really horrible. But she says the harassment didn't end there. A couple of years later, she alleges Moonves exposed himself. The next day, she claims he got angry because she did not send a fellow executive a work memo. He like turned bright red. And he picked me up, I'm small, picked me up and threw me at the, at the wall. And I just sat on the floor and cried. I told you to send that memo! You didn't send the memo! Like Anthony yeah. Kubia's father at dinner with a plate of spaghetti. He just picked her up and threw her at the wall. You know, you know there's another guy in that meeting who's going, I don't think this is about the memo. I don't think that's what he's upset about. That was pretty harsh to throw Phyllis against the wall like that. <laughs> Poor Phyllis. What is with this pulling your pants down and shoving women's heads into your crotch? What percentage of the time does that work? I haven't tried it. It sounds like it works for a few seconds. It must work to some percentage because these guys keep doing it. All right. It wasn't just the coworkers. If it worked once, holy shit. Also, I know. Exactly. There are also massage therapists involved. Pharaoh's second New Yorker article also detailing accounts involving allegations of inappropriate behavior during massage therapy. He would ask me to work um, into his genital areas. And I was like, I don't do that kind of work. Then go to an Asian massage parlor, Glass. How do you not know that? You're going to white women expecting a hand job? By the way, my sister-in-law says that it works 25% of the time. Oh, she would know. Yeah, I'll take those odds. Not only- One in four. Not only is he trying to get women to blow him and jack him off, he went to go see a physician, an MD, and this physician was a woman. And he thought, oh, she'll probably want to bang me. She says she wrote an anonymous piece saying a very, a very important man, a VIP, came into my office this morning. I was told a VIP and um, started pressing himself up against me. She's doing him a favor as a doctor. He's a bigwig giving him an early morning appointment, starts pressing up against her. She pushes him off, and she says he pleasured himself right then and there in front of her. He, he comes out and says, I admit to, I tried to kiss that doctor. That's it. So he totally Louis C.K.'d this woman. No, Louis asked first. Let's get this right. Well, that's a good point. I don't think when you go to the doctor's office, your first thought should be, Jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, jack, spanking it, jacking it, spanking it, smack. What do you think you went to the doctor for? Um, a soft penis, doc. <laughs> I can't get I, my penis won't get hard, and it's dry. Well, can Luke, you fix both of these things. What do you know? You're a miracle worker. Look at you here. 
You know who uh, Last Moonves is married to, right? Julie Chen. Who was, surprise, surprise, on two different television shows on CBS, one of them being The Talk. Now, after these allegations came out, she had to leave The Talk. The cast, crew, and staff have become family to me over the years. But right now, I need to spend more time at home with my husband and our young son. So I've decided to leave The Talk. Translation, I got to keep an eye on this guy. He's fucking everyone. He's shoving every woman's head into his crotch. I got to watch him. <laughs> What's the problem? Now, the funniest part about this, the irony in this, is how he supported the Me Too movement. He was also a vocal supporter of the Me Too movement. I think it's important that a company's culture will not allow for this. Yeah, so he says, hashtag Me Too is a watershed moment at a November 2017 press conference. It's important that the company's culture will not allow for this. And that's the thing that's far reaching. That's there's a lot we're learning. There's a lot we didn't know. And he was a founding member of the Commission on Sexual Harassment and Advancing Equality in the Workplace, which formed in late 2017. I think he just misunderstood what that meant. I think so too. Me too. We're getting <laughs> hand jobs. Me too. Speaking He's of like, oh, the board of sexual harassment. Well, I have the best dad, and I might as well be in charge. Well, speaking of things he didn't understand. This uh, commission on sexual harassment formed to, quote unquote, tackle the broad culture of abuse and power disparity. I think he just read tackle the broad. He's like, yeah, all right. Sign me up for that. And what's amazing is that he was the first executive to go down in the Me Too era. This is the first Fortune 500 CEO to resign amidst Me Too allegations. And this was an individual who was thought to be untouchable because he was so indispensable to billions of dollars of transactions on Wall Street. The fact that there was some motion to hold him to account is, I think, very significant. Now, as we know, Vinny, there's always the golden parachute. And when he decided to resign after the second New Yorker article that the guy you just heard Ronan Farrell wrote, he was going to get a $120 million payout. Get fucking lost, really? Dude, guy put friends on the air. What do you expect? A Amazing Race, the show about white people? What do you expect? Of course. Okay, I have some good news here. Well, CBS says former chairman and CEO Leslie Moonbeds will not get the $120 million severance payment his contract called for. <laughs> what did he, he did not get the money. What did he end up with? Nothing. Oh, they okay. said you get nothing. I thought there'd be like 240 million less. Great job. <laughs> Friends is selling like hotcakes on DVD and it's in syndication. We just sent it to Netflix, man. Here's your check. Some more money. <laughs> oh, so that is. Uh, By the is way, how's Julie? Yeah, <laughs> give her our best. Buy something uh, nice for her. She deserves it. Uh, well, all right. That's, that's my creep. creep this week is Les Moonves, the former CEO of Sibios. Ladies and gentlemen, my creep today is a man that I have never heard of. And that is what is so crazy and creepy about him. Right. He, he was the subject of a documentary called Open Secret, a deep look into the world of Hollywood pedophilia. My creep today, his name is Mark Collins Rector. <laughs> Rector nearly killed her. Nah, wasn't a her. Yeah, his name should be Mark Collins Rectum. Okay. Uh, where he is now, no one knows. There's been some speculation as to that he might be in Belgium, but uh, he kind of 
disappeared off the map, Carl. This is a very interesting story. He was considered to be a digital genius uh, in the early 90s, in the mid-90s, in the beginning of the internet boom. He was best known for founding a company called DEN, the Digital Entertainment Network. He actually patented a video advertising method that Google uses now. And when he was going to open up this thing, he got $24 million in investments because this was the time of like internet. Everybody wanted to own a website and he had a pretty good idea. He really did. Boom, as we called it back. The the dot com boom. You were at E-bombs world then. Yeah. Well, I was at E-bombs after that, but I remember the dot com boom very well. Yeah. Well, DEN was an online streaming video broadcasting service, uh, and it was also a notable dot com failure. Not for the reasons why a lot of them failed. This one failed for spectacular reasons. Oh, good. DN summed up was supposed to be an early version of YouTube mixed with Nickelodeon. It was an online platform to make content for kids and preteens just on demand. Oh, I already don't like where this is going. So this is very much ahead of its time. We're talking 1997, 1998, right? Uh, Now, he was running his business out of a Los Angeles mansion. He Not a children's hospital this time? Not a children's hospital this time, no. (laughs) That's good. He and his two business partners and roommates, his boyfriend at the time, 23-year-old Chad Shackley, and former child star and vice president of DEN, Brock Pierce, who at the time of becoming vice president of DEN was 16 years old. Who's that old guy over there? Uncle Paul, Uncle Paul. Yeah. Yep, yep, I don't yep. think you should have 16-year-olds working for you, but I'm old-fashioned. How about that. working as a vice president of your company while living with you and your boyfriend? Pierce was a heavy hitter as a child actor. He was the star of the movie First Kid, and he also played young... Isn't that Who's the first kid? <laughs> I, think never ba- I think it's Baron Trump. I don't know. <laughs> I never heard of that. Right now, I think it's Hunter Biden is the first kid. Yes. Okay, good point. He also played young Emilio Estevez in the Mighty Ducks movies. Oh, really? He was okay. the kid who missed the shot. I haven't seen those movies because I'm not a pedophile, but go ahead. So now this guy's got $24 million. He's fucking his 16-year-old vice president, emancipated kid who's living with him and his 23-year-old boyfriend. They're living in this house, and they have $24 million to make something. And he's supposedly a marketing genius. What do you think his first show would be called, Carl? I can only imagine. What is it? Well, it's called Chad's House, Carl. Okay. (laughs) It was about a young teenage boy trying to understand his own sexuality after moving from Michigan to L.A. to live with his brother and his brother's boyfriend. Why does the young boy need to learn about his own sexuality on a TV show? Well, one article I read called the show, quote, a gay pedophile version of Silver Spoons. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now I want to watch it. (laughs) Now it sounds fun. And uh, Chad's World starred a 14-year-old actor named Brian Stark as Chad and a young Sean William Scott. That's right. Stifler, ladies and gentlemen, was at this. Uh, as Jim, a California entrepreneur based on my creep today, Mark Collins Rector. Well, the film's production quality was, quote, more in line with a down market porn than network programming. DEN spent a mind boggling $12 million in salaries to create five pilot episodes of this. And it was filmed inside of their house. Yeah. I mean, it's compared to Quibi. What was that? Um, <laughs> Whippy. Two billion dollars into those. 10 that was the long- show with like the 10 minute long episodes. Yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. They fucked that up, didn't they? Not so bad. 
So $12 million on this bullshit. You have to ask yourself, who is investing in this, right? Everyone. Well, here's what they did. They hosted lavish parties for Hollywood's, quote, gay A-list. Their okay. guests included Brian Singer, future director of the X-Men movies, legendary media mogul David Geffen was hanging oh. around. Geffen was never accused of anything. He was oh, an I investor. Think been accused of a few things. Yes, he has, oh, but in this particular yeah. In this particular <laughs> case, they did not completely uh, throw David Geffen under the bus. Brian Singer, however, this would come back to haunt. And frankly, what should haunt fucking Brian Singer is Superman Returns and X-Men 3. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, This shit's apparently making money. Like, this company's making money because, again, it's the dot-com boom and everybody's investing and he's throwing these huge parties and more and more money's coming in, even though he's not really making anything. And what he is making is pseudo-child porn. Sure. A little weird, right? There's an audience for it, right? Well, around this time... A lawsuit was filed by a teenager from all places, Michigan, who accused Rector of meeting him on a message board, flying him to California, giving him tons of gifts, promises of being a star. He gets out to L.A. He goes to a party at this guy's house, and uh, they said, if you go into the pool or the hot tub, there's only one rule. You have to be naked and you have to be drinking. And this <laughs> is like a six-year-old kid. You have to be drunk and naked. That sounds yep. like two rules. For, it's the one rule. <laughs> yeah. And apparently uh, this young man feels that he was drugged with the drink. Uh-huh. And uh, he good was uh, f- basically fucked silly. Oh, not good for him. Though. Never mind. Not, not good for him. No. Basically, they fucked this kid silly. And uh, they gave him some oh, money. I, you know what they said afterwards? What an asshole! Apparently, the kid had a really tight bottle. They're like, very nice. (laughs) They're very excited about it. So this lawsuit comes out, and uh, he's trying to build up this company. So what he does is, in September, he realizes he needs to protect his money, so he files papers with the Securities and Exchange Commission to sell $75 million worth of stock and an initial public offering on DEN. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. I would get on it now. Yeah, yeah, I want to get in on that. So in May, on May 7, 2000, the Times ran an article headlined, How a Visionary Venture on the Web is Unraveling. Okay. Basically exposing the whole story, branding Collins Rector as a child abuser and chastised DN for spending investors' monies on parties, allegedly teaming with drugs and teenagers. Now, I actually we, have audio from a uh, news broadcast about this where they're describing the problems with the company. Well, let's hear. Anally raping children. Yeah, they knew. they knew what was going on even back then. Yeah, well, it turns out that these lavish parties were a little more dicey than anyone thought. He and Chad were full on sex trafficking children to L.A. and allowing their guests to fuck the shit out of them. Okay, dumb question. Was that illegal back then? Yes. This is before the Catch a Predator back then, like Yahoo and AIM and all of these message boards. Like it was like, go for it. You want to meet 13 year old kids who are looking for a free trip to LA? Go for it, buddy. Wild West. At this point, this article comes out. He's trying to save his cash, do an initial public offering. He's going to try to make $75 million. This story comes out. He's hanging out in Miami in a house 
with uh, Shackley, the kid uh, Pierce, and the kid who played Pyro in the first X-Men movie, who was 17 at the time, is also okay. hanging out. And they're all fucking each other, apparently. Sounds too old, but okay. The month after the three entrepreneurs left, they got the fuck out of town. They just fucking jumped on a plane and went to Spain. And they disappeared. Yeah, Nobody actually, knew where they were. I have audio from that, too. Okay. Surprisingly enough. <laughs> they got out of town in a hurry. So the kid who played Pyro, right after they, get, they leave and they go to Spain to hide, the kid who was left side, he filed a sexual assault lawsuit in the Los Angeles Supreme Court alleging that Collins Rector, Shackley, and Pierce had systematically raped and drugged him, threatening him, also threatening him with a gun, Mark Ryan and Michael Egan were two other young men who had worked for DEN and were listed as co-plaintiffs in the complaint. So now there's the first kid from Michigan, and now there's people who worked there. One dude who's going to be in the X-Men movie. They're all fucking like, these guys are just drugging and fucking everyone. And they are long gone. This is the problem with employees. They always remember the bad things, but never any of the perks. Like, yeah, but was the party pretty fucking cool? Did you make a lot of money? Like, there were some good things about working there, too, besides getting fucked in the ass and drugged, right? You got to be in Hollywood. Congratulations. Yeah. You got a story to tell for the rest of your life, and it's fun. People so will you, listen to you. So where do you hear what Collins, Richter, Shackley, and Pierce were doing in uh, Spain? You want to guess? <laughs> fucking children? I don't know. I'll throw that out there. Sucking and fucking kids. Yeah, and okay. they were helping to develop a thing called IGE, Internet Gaming Entertainment, and it's a company that pioneered commerce within the world of like those online role-playing games. So like they created the thing so people could go into World of Warcraft and buy weapons and buy gold and shit like that. It was these lunatics who came up with it while they were in hiatus and running from fucking kids. Just so everybody knows. They're going to tell me that NFTs were started by these uh, child molesters. Fucking NFTs, man. (laughs) Good good dynamite dropping money. (laughs) They were picked up by Interpol eventually after two years in hiding in Spain. And when they got to this beautiful villa they were living in, they found a room filled with child porn and for some reason machetes. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured they were going to defend the dragon's horde to the death. Yeah. Like they're just like, they're ready to grab the machetes. Maybe there's a 16 year old pubic hair and you got to chop it off or something. This kid looks too old. Got to shave him. They were picked up by Interpol. He gets extradited back to the United States. And in 2004, he pleads guilty to nine counts of transporting minors across state lines for the purposes of sex. But guilty to that? He pled guilty to that. And he did it in a plea deal. And Uh, guess how much time he got in jail? uh, Forever, I hope. Forever. Zero days. Hollywood elite millions of dollars. He got zero fucking days. They counted his time in Spain waiting to be extradited back to America as his jail time. They counted it as time served. And then they gave him like three years of court supervision. What's going on with Julian Assange? Is uh he free he free now to roam about and go about his business? I couldn't I, tell you. All I know is that Mark Collins Richter Rector is fucking running around. And wow. the children in question were awarded a civil judgment. But Collins Rector has reportedly avoided paying it. I'm sure so, he's broke. 
it's not they didn't know where he is but buzzfeed supposedly found him and uh he's not doing bad that's why i'm not reporting what they're saying yeah, is fact okay. Okay. that's why i said they supposedly found him and yeah, he's yeah. doing pretty good in belgium that's but no there's no other reports on where this motherfucker is the last time anyone knew where he was he was living in miami near his brother he had 31 days left of court supervision he supposedly was developing this other company and he had a brain tumor and he got permission because he was up to nothing during these three years to fly to england even though he was a sex offender and shouldn't leave the country to yeah. go seek treatment well, he went to England and he fucking disappeared. Smart. And he's not a sex offender in England. So nope. nobody knows where the fuck this guy is. He's living his life and he's probably squirreled away millions and millions of dollars. And he was fucking the guy who was having the parties where all the kids were getting fucked. That's a Hollywood elite, baby. That's a fun story there, Vinny. It sounds more like a uh, internet celebrity. But yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. That's good. Let me ask you know, a question. There was a TV show involved. We have, a, we have a bunch of he said, she said with yours. And my creep <laughs> pled guilty. Okay. You're, you're, you're the guy now who's going to go with the angry mob. You're the guy who's going to go with the hang up on Les Moonves. He handed over his son's iPad for the investigators. <laughs> they all look alike. <laughs> also, I didn't even bring up how he sued Howard Stern. Didn't even bring that up. But that's this. fun, though. I mean, if suing Howard Stern makes you a creep, then stuttering John is a creep. Oh, wait. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Proving my point. So vote for Carl at thecreepoff.com. Let's oh, keep going eat my ass. Let's talk about some voicemails. Let's do it. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Home values in Syracuse are up 17% this year. Economists worry it may take the average Syracuse family weeks to collect the amount of cans needed to pay off their mortgages. See you in Syracuse. It's a seller's market. Here we go. First voicemail. Carl, Inspector Bloor, you had me at he's Jewish. You got my vote. Bye. I don't understand that reference. Who's Inspector Bloor, Carl? I don't know. Okay. If we need a drink every time Vinny mentions wrestling, then we also need a drink any time Carl mentions baseball. Like, seriously, no one cares about the fucking bills. I played this voicemail just to point out how fucking ridiculous it was. <laughs> Carl's <laughs> laughing so hard. Did he say baseball? Sir, the bills are a football team. What country is that person calling from, do you think? Uh, probably Canada. No, <laughs> Canada would know. All right. I have hey. uh, a voicemail. Oh, you- no, go ahead. I have a voicemail to play for us here. Fuck you, Vinny, with your stupid... Fart noises all over the place in the episode. That was fucking awful. Yep. I'm sitting here listening to somebody shit themselves for 40 minutes, and you can't mix fucking audio, so it's way louder than your voice. Yep. So the whole the whole thing was shit. Ah, funny. That was funnier than any of your jokes in that episode, you fat fuck. God damn it. This is why you're such a shit comedian. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It got rough right there. The person felt bad and called back in, Vinny. Hey, Carl, this is me again. Uh, I just freaked out on Vinny. I want to say I'm sorry to Vinny. No, thanks. I don't know if he's a shit comedian because I've never seen his comedy, but he's he's definitely a shit podcaster. Yes. So sorry about the angry outrage. Yeah, he overdid it with the fart machine last yeah, time. I got a little too excited. A little overly aggressive with the fart noises. I've, I've done worse. Yeah. That's okay. It gave me the victory, so I'll take it. 
Yeah, two two votes. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people liked the farts. A lot of people didn't. Things are divisive. Not everything is for everyone. I understand. That's true. true. Notes taken. All right. What's up, uh, Vinny Vinny Pizza Paulino and Carl Hamburger? Uh, Long-time listener, I guess. I just finished catching up on all of the Creep-Off episodes. Uh, Voted for Vinny, true believers. Hell yeah. Uh, Show's good. Could be better. You guys suck. Don't call me back. Bye. (laughs) We'll get there. One of these days. Very constructive criticism there. Thank you, sir. Now we're learning. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. People don't know this, but Vinny and I have meetings outside of the show to talk about what we can do to improve the show. When? And well, we, we do frequently. And I remember in the last meeting, um, what we decided was we could do better. And that was uh, that was a note that I took down. So thank oh, wait. You. I do have that. That that meeting was uh, in the spring of 2020. Yes. <laughs> <I believe. laughs> That's the last time we talked about it. Yeah. Let's do better. Here's another one. Hey, I'm only like 12, 13 episodes into the creep off. But if you guys are still doing the wheel of consequence, uh, here's a suggestion. You should have a really, really small red sliver, and it just kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess you guys can post out and do like, all right, if you guys get it three times, then we have to, and then, you know, quit the show before <laughs> then, but just really uh, put on the stakes. <laughs> he wants us to put commit hurry curry on the fucking board. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we're pussies. <laughs> Listen, when we're brainstorming, there's no such thing as bad suggestions, all right? You got to throw out all the ideas. We're just brainstorming here. All right. Uh, last one from me. Well, I'm no making entertaining, I'll tell you that. But that, i tell you what, that old um, Tucker Carlson feller, he, he ain't too entertaining. I don't like him, but I do. I do. I do like that old Dick Mastican, Mastican, Dick Mastican, whatever. That Dick feller, he he's wild. He's wild. I tell you, he's wild feller. All right. Well, I hope you have me again. Thank you, Mom. Okay, so I have a feeling I know who that was. Yeah, who was that? And that person should be attending to patients right now. Instead of leaving us ridiculous oh, voicemails really? like that. What's wrong with that guy? Come on. Uh, I also would you, want to how say, would you like to how would you like to be in that hospital right now and you're just listening to the creep off and you realize <laughs> I recognize that voice? Well, he also is very proud of a uh, Google review he left that has five thousand views. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Which he said he was there to see Vinny's stand up. Yeah, it was at the place where you guys had the uh, WATP show, right? I don't think so. I didn't recognize the name of the place. <laughs> it's not even the same place. He's just leaving no, reviews. I think, I think he's just leaving random reviews. I, I don't know why he's so bored. He's is there, speaking of boards, is there one I can report him to? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I believe there is. Although Tennessee is a little bit looser about uh, medical care, I suppose. If Dr. Steve was here right now, I'd give him a big old hug. I love that guy. He's a mess. I love you, Dr. Steve. Uh, are you ready for a scum parade, Carl? I am ready for the scum parade. This is a fun one this week. Oh, oh I know. Aren't you really excited for this? I actually have, yeah. All right, let's do it.
Portland, Oregon. This story came in from our pal Chemistry Cowboy in the Discord. A Portland I man. Point out, before you read this, there's a big warning on the top of this. It says, editor's note, this story may be disturbing to some readers. Readers. Some readers, Vinny? Some? Um, were we you disturbed? Up? Can we lock up any of the maniacs who aren't disturbed by this story, please? <laughs> I think that's what they meant. The clinically insane are not bothered is what that means. Some. All right. Yeah, get, go ahead. You notice I started out with this story today because the rest of this just gets fudder and fudder. A Portland man under investigation for child rape botched his attempt to exonerate himself after providing police with his phone, which contained videos of the suspect sexually abusing a dog and a dead or unconscious deer. Who's leaving a three-year-old with a dead deer fucker? What do you think that conversation was like? No, it's okay, honey. He's not into toddlers. He well, just likes to fuck dead deer. It's fine. Damon J. Cervantes, 32, is accused of raping a three-year-old child he was supposed to be watching on September 25th. According to a probable cause affidavit filed in the Monmouth County Circuit Court, two other young children were present who reported the incident in detail to another adult that day and later to crisis responders. So he did it in front of two other children. Right. And, you know, I don't know what the defense would be other than oh, these kids and their imaginations. Oh, they make up stories about people raping their friends all the time. That's all. Listen, these kids I don't know why this kid's assholes bleeded, but they I'm sure at uh, DEN network. They get these ideas. He fell out of Lego. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they reported the incident to. The crisis responders say that Cervantes told them to, quote, keep it a secret. And these little blabbermouths obviously did not. Per court documents, after agreeing to come in for questioning, Cervantes told detectives September 28th that the children were lying and said that his cell phone would prove the truth. Who's that old guy over there? So his cell phone, he claimed, would prove he was busy at the time of the incident. So okay. he showed some screen capture that he had taken to support his contention. According okay. to the probable cause affidavit, detectives say Cervantes consented to police downloading a copy of his cell phone. Oops. Why would you ever do that? During the interview, a search of the phone turned up two videos taken from multiple angles, showing Cervantes in his bedroom having sex with a pit bull. Well, <laughs> they sure captioned, what day is it? Hump day! <laughs> that's, not, that's not the most clever shirt to wear. But they were all out of Pitbull fucker t-shirts at Hot Topic. So we had to go with the hump day shirt. It was a little on the nose. It was definitely a little on the nose. Detectives say they found another video that appeared to show Cervantes having sex with a recently deceased or heavily sedated deer in a separate incident. Although the video does not show his face, the order of the dog said Cervantes' behavior around children is often, quote, weirded him out. Is it possible that the deer just wasn't that into it? Because I've had some partners that you would think were heavily sedated or possibly recently deceased. Yeah, well, she has COVID, Carl. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Adding that the dog had refused to eat for almost a week after being left Whoa! in Cervantes' care. He made he the dog suicidal? The dog stopped eating after he fucked it? Poor Phyllis was the same way after Les Moonves threw her at a wall. <laughs> she Dude, didn't eat for a week either. Listen. I've had some some girls who have regretted sleeping with me, but none of them stopped eating, even though most of them should. Allow me no, to quote stop. you to you. Some? <laughs> some. <laughs> what 
Uh, so this poor dog doesn't want to eat anymore because his innocence has been stolen. Yeah. And uh, this guy now faces a slew of sex crime charges, including first-degree rape, first-degree sex abuse, first-degree sodomy, luring a minor, endangering the welfare of a minor, the sexual assault of an animal. Serventis was arrested October 11th that has entered a not guilty plea to all 25 charges. The Portland resident is currently incarcerated and is on bail of more than $1.5 million. I think he's going to go away for a while, if I had a yeah. guess. Dude. Has anyone ever looked at a deer and be like, yeah, I got to get that. And I want to videotape it. And hey, Vinny, hold my phone. Could you get multiple angles of this, please? What a psycho. Uh, did he push the deer into his crotch like Las Moonves by any chance? Because that he would grabbed by the fucking antlers. <laughs> you get in here. I bet you a fucking Les Moonves would hire a, a fucking secretary if she had antlers. You're hired. You can be completely incompetent. He just likes the handlebars. Wait a second. Did you just hire me because of my antlers? I'm starting to think it's not my typing skills at all that you require in this position. I think it sounded more like this. Did you hire me just for my... Carl, I hate church. Have yeah. I ever told you that? I don't like churches. Yeah, I yeah. especially dislike douchey white people churches. I could read stories about the most disgusting cannibalistic things that have ever happened children being murdered and raped and i could laugh but i can handle about three seconds it's of because a fucking your, in-laws mega from, your in-laws are from alabama which is probably the mega church capital of the world this is why you've been hurt someone's hurt you haven't they you know the churches are the only thing that's mega in alabama it's pretty amazing it's the churches and the, the walmarts <laughs> Nah, man, the women are all right. Let me tell you. A day after the news broke that the lead pastor of Virginia Beach's Rock Church. Ugh. Rock Church, Carl. Yeah, it's a rockin' church. Jesus rocks. Yeah. yeah. This is gonna rock, everybody. Well, the lead pastor of Rock Church has been charged with soliciting sex from an underage girl. The church okay. announced he will step away from all ministerial duties until the case is resolved. Well, that's good. Uh, the statement was released Wednesday morning, five days after Pastor John Blanchard was arrested in a sting operation in Chesterfield County. Police said that the operation targeted 17 men who had been communicating online with someone they believed was a teenage girl, but was actually a police officer. So he basically got fucking to catch a predator. Yes. Which is still happening to people. I don't know why they think there are teenage girls on the internet looking to fuck 50-year-olds. There are not. Spend 15 seconds on YouTube. Every week, I watch at least three videos of different people being caught across the country for this exact thing. They get caught every day. And it's awesome. Everybody who's doing that, fucking keep it the fuck up. I agree, but I just I wonder what percentage of the time it really is a hot 14-year-old girl who can't wait to fuck a 50 Zero! That's what I'm thinking. Zero percent of That's the time. What I'm it's a zero. Because you want me to say a certain catchphrase in here in order to win their stupid bingo games. I'm not playing along with that. Are you supposed to say exact G? No, I don't think so. I think it's something else. Are you supposed to say, what are we even talking about here? <laughs> I think that if you say it, it's okay. Yeah, it doesn't count. So listen to this shit. Three days after he was arrested for this. He's doing church services at this place. Wait, what? I didn't see that. He did a church service three days after he was arrested. 
Oh, but before it became public. Yeah. So they just pretended it didn't happen, right? This right. guy just went to work like nobody's going to find out. I was trying to fuck a teenager in a hotel. It, well, there wasn't even a teenager in there, so what's the problem? It turned out to be an, a police officer. Listen, Everyone, dude. We, we do not like pedos, right? I'm, I'm good. I'm good with them catching them. I don't care what you got to do, what rules you got to bend. Stuff them in the can. I have uh, audio of him showing up to the motel and uh, seeing that it was a police officer. It's a trap. Wait, wait, wait. This is some bullshit. I'm a man <laughs> of God. You will not take me into custody. I cannot even fucking imagine. So check this out. Rock Church released a statement. It said they have been advised by legal counsel not to comment on any of the charges, right. but he has not been dismissed. Correct. Correct. They have to They're, wait and... Uh... Yeah. Investigation. Sure. There's no shame in this dude's game. This fucking guy is like, I'm going to go preach at the church. Uh, they're not going to fire me. We'll just wait all this out. This dude's not resigning. He doesn't it's worse care. Than that. It's worse than that. In this article, it says that there was an outpouring of support from the church. What are they supporting? Child rape? Attempted child rape? What, why is there an outpouring of support for this guy? Uh, here's what I feel like. Oh, boy. People are fucked. And then in this article, they include this little factoid, which I thought was a little bit, I don't know, propagandist. Oh, God, I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. The couple attended a Virginia Beach school board meeting on October 24th, during which they spoke out against a proposed policy that would allow transgender students to use restrooms that align with their gender identity. The couple said they feared the policy would put girls at risk of being assaulted. Yeah, broken clock. I know. Okay, so so they're they're making this connection now. They're saying, you don't want chicks with dicks in ladies' rooms. What are you, a pedophile like these people? Because they also don't want chicks with dicks in restrooms. Oh, It seemed a little out of place, didn't it, Vinny? It really was not connected to the story at all. If you just got arrested for going to go meet a teenager at your high school, wouldn't you just stay home a couple days? No, you got to act like nothing changed. You got to act like nothing's wrong. I, I agree with going to work the next day. All right, what's what's uh, what else is going on? In the All right, <laughs> Stanley Zaliga, fifty-four, is accused of fatally shooting Abigail Saldana, beautiful young lady. Smoke show, by the way. Well, she was. God rest her soul. <laughs> right, yeah. She's she's dancing on the old pole up in heaven now. She was an right. exotic dancer at Rick Rick's cabaret when God needed a stripper. <laughs> she had Stanley shoot her. Last week, while she was behind the wheel of her car, not far from the club. So this guy shot her while she was driving away from work. Uh, her mother said, I don't know where she was going that night. Uh, she told the Star-Telegram, we got a text about 6.30 p.m. that night, and the shooting happened about two hours later. At roughly 9 p.m. on October 26th, a witness reported watching a car careen off an exit ramp onto a grassy area near Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. So, oh, so she worked at the Goodricks by the airport. Okay. Right, yes. The caller described seeing bullet holes in the car's passenger side and a person inside who wasn't moving. Once they arrived, they pronounced her dead. Three shell casings and broken glass were found not far from her car. Now, according to an arrest warrant affidavit obtained by the local news outlets, Saliga had posted on Instagram about making Zelly payments to Saldana at times for $800, and and $1,000. Oh, I did not read any of this. And you sent me a very different article than what you're telling me right now. No, this is the whole. This is the same article. 
Is it? He was oh, okay. complaining about giving her money yeah. on Instagram. And three hours before Zeldana's murder, Zelega posted that he paid Zeldana $3,000. And Zelega threatened to post in the post to report her for alleged prostitution, detective said. In one Instagram post to Legas page, he claimed that he envisioned a future with her, but insisted that she had been lying to him and that he was the victim. I never thought I'd be one of those guys taken advantage of. Sharing for awareness. Abigail S. and I, since July 2020, we have been enjoying each other's company, he wrote. She's so beautiful and personal that I envisioned a future with her, but dealing with all these lies is overwhelming. I realize that's part of your primary job as an adult entertainer, he continued. If you only leave your second job being in a high-end prostitution ring, we can move forward. Yes, I realize this pays $2,000 per session, but it is illegal. And having a boyfriend whilst having sex with other men? Question mark. Zeldana, meanwhile, appeared to share a very different picture of the events, posting a video on YouTube and Instagram on October 14th about a tracking device she found underneath her car. Yeah, he's got to hide that tracking device better. When you find a tracking device, it was not installed well. So this guy is talking to a stripper slash escort. Yes. Thinking he's about to find love, and he is wildly disillusioned when he finds out this all comes down to money. Every stripper wants that guy who's super desperate and lonely and is, gives them big tips and throws all this money on them, and then they don't like it when they get murdered by them. Well, that's the rub, honey. That's the deal. You I can't mean, hit it both ways. One out of four is going to shoot you, honey. Right. That You just got to realize it. <laughs> one out of four is the same ratio of girls who will suck your dick when you shove their head in your crotch. Yes. Right. It's the same ratio to men who will shoot you in the fucking head for milking them out of their cash. The crotch ratio, we call it. Yes. Yes. The crotch ratio, the name of this episode. Well known. Uh, according to the war, a cabaret manager showed Zaldana's post to investigators, telling them that before her death, the exotic dancer had expressed concern about a patron named Stan, who they described as a military veteran. The manager indicated that Abigail was frightened of Stan because he was stalking and harassing her. Authorities said that the footage obtained from a traffic camera near Saldana's apartment showed his red pickup truck tailing her car. Investigators said that the license plate records and additional surveillance footage from the intersection show his car passing the same spot near Zaldana's home at least five other times before she was shot. Right, so I mean, he was I, definitely I he, stalking her. Yeah, I I'm think he, yeah, he was saying. stalking her. He didn't like that she was having sex with other guys and her boyfriend, and uh, he got real jealous, got real jelly. Had to put an end to all that. Well, the cops said to him, hey, listen, man, we need to have a conversation with you. Can we meet up? And he was like, sure. And yeah. then he didn't show up. And that's uh, about right. Yeah. They obtained a warrant to enter his house the night of the murder. He refused to leave the residence. A SWAT team found him on a balcony in the apartment with wounds on his face and neck that appeared to be self-inflicted. He said we were done. I was just with like talking about the stalking. Oh, okay. I just like that. He was trying to fucking hurt himself after he did it. I am rushing Vinny, the chat room, because I have Drew and Mike to do in a little bit. What time do you have I'm to do sorry. Drew and Mike? In a little bit. I, I But whatever. You, let's talk more about what flesh wounds that we found on, uh, on this guy. Well, he had a mole, Carl, if you're asking. <laughs> Fuck you. He's at being held in jail on a $250,000 bond. All right. Last story of the day, and I think this is the one Carl is most eager to yell about, if I had to guess. <laughs> yeah. A child rapist mm -hmm. wants the taxpayers 
to pay yep. for the therapy he needs after being sexually abused and assaulted by a sadistic sex offender during his time in jail. This the, is down in Australia now. Yes, this is in Australia. You might get some money from the taxpayers. In the land down under, the Wait, pedophile, who's 21 years old, was forced to perform oral sex on a serial rapist named Troy Allen Burley as he was repeatedly abused by the notorious criminal over three months at Wollstone Correctional Center near Brisbane. In 2018, one rape occurred while Burley was watching Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's royal wedding. Uh, yeah, I can understand that. It's, by the way, isn't this the thing that we all want to have happen to pedophiles? Like, oh, I hope that you go to prison and someone mouth rapes you for the rest of your life. And then it happens. The guy's like, well, that's not supposed to happen. This is fucked up. No, uh, this, it's supposed to happen. Cry me a river. But this is karma. This is obviously justice. Is obviously. In this case. This is a simple case of you reap what you sow. I like that he was getting mouth raped during the royal wedding. That does make me laugh because I remember my wife was watching that and she was like, do you want to watch this with me? I'm like, no, I'd rather be raped in prison than sit here and watch <laughs> this with you. And then here we go across the world. You never know what's actually going on. The victim who is a bit identified for legal reasons and since being released from prison was himself convicted of raping a child. The abuse Why inmate been released from prison. He's 21 years old and he raped a child. I think he's got more time to do. I would say so. The abused inmate has filed for compensation, claiming he suffered post-traumatic stress disorder following his ordeal and has panic attacks when he sees bald heads. Look at we all get panic attacks when we see bald guys or Vinny. This motherfucker's like, my client, this lawyer's got to be in court going like, my client can't even watch an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm without having a fit, your honor. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, a court previously heard the prolonged abuse left the young inmate traumatized and humiliated while feeling like, quote, a sex object. <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, your comeuppance. The statement of claim says Burley bit his nipples, toes, arms, and legs during the sexual assaults. His lawyers have not specified the amount they want the taxpayers to pay, but uh, his therapist said that he suffers from traumatic stress disorder, major depressive disorder, and an eating disorder. And he said he believes the man will need about $8,640 worth of supportive psychotherapy and cognitive dialectic behavioral therapy over 18 months. Oh, it's funny. Thinks that he needs money for therapy? Yeah, shocking, right? Because his accountant also chimed in and said he would need uh, some money to go towards tax preparation over the next five years. He wants taxpayer dollars to pay for that as well. Yeah. So he said that the reason why they're liable is because he reported the uh, rape to the prison. And they were like, so? Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like every single person who's ever listened to the show would say the exact same goddamn thing. So? Fuck Um, you. Oh, that guy was forcing you to suck his penis? I know. I was watching it. We were all giggling. We were having a laugh for a while, actually. At your expense. Yeah, there's cameras in here. I don't know if you know that. There's yeah, one I don't right know there. You're recording this to me. I'm actually watching the replay with my buddies in the back right now. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know all about it. <sighs> Mr. Foxcraft said the man would likely be unable to hold down a full-time job for at least five years. Unlikely to hold a job. Unlikely to get a job. He's a child oh, molester. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about a job. I'd be worried about being able to get a fucking apartment. Yes. <laughs> this guy's what are you talking about. And I love that he puts a specific number on it too. As his therapist, I think it's going to be five years. It'll be about eight grand. Yeah, well, let's round up to nine just to be safe. 
Yep. So I think he's probably going to need the amount of money that he would have made having a job over five years. I mean, if they're smarter than stuttering John, at least stuttering John, they're like, I'm suing Sirius XM for how much? I don't know. Give me some money. What, what's it worth to him? At least what's it worth for me to go stuff? away? Yeah, that's basically what they said. At least these guys came up with a, like some type of formula for it. Yeah. Mr. Burley, when he was brought to court, because he was almost out, apparently. He was supposed yeah. to be getting out like next year. They He's gave him another seven years. He needs more than that. He's a problem, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, keep him in there. Yeah, if he the royal problem. wedding made you horny, keep him in prison. Meghan Markle, yeah. Yeah, and no. put the royals all there with their fucking oh, creepy. I didn't watch a second of it. Yeah. So there it is. That's our scum parade this week. A lot of fun, huh, Carl? What a great time this was today. I feel like we've been off a couple of weeks because last week I was completely out of it. This week we missed Monday. You've had a lot going on and uh, we've had a lot going on. So I can't wait to get back on a regular schedule. I want to apologize to everybody who wanted to tune in at our normal time yesterday. It was completely my fault. My voice was oh, gone. If you can, I'm going to throw a plug out here. I don't do this very often. I was uh, given the opportunity to be the ring announcer for the XPW Rebirth pay-per-view that just aired on Fight.tv. So oh, it was a, uh, a very interesting evening. I got to announce all of the wrestlers coming to the ring. And if you check out the pay-per-view, you could hear me lose my voice. Because, boy, do I get excited when I see Rhino. Fight.tv, how much is this pay-per-view? People 20 bucks. Pay. 20 bucks. All right. That 20 bucks, to- and you get to watch a man be stabbed in the head by chopsticks. That's it's- easy. So I just want to get a quick update from everyone. Did anybody win bingo? I feel like everyone's got like at least one square open that they're trying to get closed. Is I brought up wrestling. Talk- I did my part. You did? Is it because we didn't talk about Florida? Is that why nobody won? All right, with that, <laughs> let's get out of here, Vinny. All right. Go. It's nice to be important. More important to be nice. See you next time. Act right. Gagia. Who's that old guy over there? Uncle Paul. Uncle Paul. May your enemies be cursed in your podcast adventures.